welcome to La Cella Lightworkers podcast, where we discuss holistic healing and energies, as well as alternative therapies, meditations, the great awakening, and peace education. Enjoy practical tips for your ascension, and let's get ready for new earth together. this episode of La Cella Lightworkers podcast I'm actually talking with Earth Tone 222 again uh, welcome back to the pod Earth Tone thank you very much <laughs> we Glad had to be a, back. thank you for being here in this hot pod it is a hot pod we should do some hot pod yoga <laughs> um, we've got a fan on it's fine we don't have aircon in the UK it's not a thing but anyway so we were talking earlier weren't we really about like the reptilians and the dracos and the archon energy and the reason why is because i listened to a really interesting um channeling from one of the truthers that i resonate with quite a lot jck and her quantum truth channel and she was sharing with us about what's happening over the vatican and how the white hats are helping you know us to break through this glass ceiling of the dome that the dracos have of created so that we can ascend and get to the collective consciousness so i'm just going to back up a little bit because um i kind of want to know i've always wanted to know a little bit more about the archon energy the difference between it the reptilians or the draconians whatever how you want to label their race and let's talk about how they came to earth and where the information was from, because I think you have studied a lot of the Michael Desarian information, haven't you? And it's it's more your understanding of it, so... Yeah. Um, okay, so... I did my early research. Michael Desarian just... It, it was uh, something that just came up to me on YouTube, and I was just... Yeah, I was interested in it. It was uh, Atlantis and Lemuria, the beginnings, the origins of consciousness. And he speaks about how basically how the world became what it is where did we come from what was our inception like where did humans begin and he talks about how there was this consciousness this these entities archons that came to the earth who knows like we can we can say some people say it was 13,000 years ago some people will say it was a lot longer than that I'm not sure about time frames, but... 6,000 years, some people say. Yeah, six. <laughs> no one really knows. I A think, couple of thousand years. I mean, in the Vatican, I'm sure it is written down when this mm. happened. But the, the crux of the story is that um, there was these entities that were being chased. And they, they left their dimension to come to this dimension. Now, I'm not too sure how that works. I'm, I'm not into the science of that. But mm. they've come to this frequency and they were being chased either by... by their own species by archons that didn't agree with them or by another species that were pursuing them because they don't agree with their character if if that's what you want to call it the draconians are quite warriors aren't yeah they? they're, they're, they're quite ev- well, warrior. not evil but they're they're fighters yeah they you look up sasha stone's description of them they're very like fight divide yeah conquer. They're, they're, they're a masculine species yeah they want to take over don't they yeah. not? and uh, you said they're what a hive yeah they have well. a hive mind consciousness so that's like there is one controller it's kind of like how a, a beehive works there's a queen and the queen sends out the information and they just do the work mm. so these these beings don't really have a, a, a consciousness in themselves they don't really make decisions for themselves it's based on as i said the hive mind wow. so they've come to earth and earth at the time i'd like to preface as well earth when you take the h from earth and you put it to the front it spells heart this in my understanding we're in we are on the the heart chakra of our solar system and they've come from another planet some people say it was mars because mars is the war planet other people dispute that and say that it was in another dimension which i can agree with as well i'm not too sure but they've they've basically come to earth being chased and there was another planet and it was known as marduk tiamat there's been various other names for it and in the bible it it can be depicted as the light bearer because this planet had it was basically a water planet it was all it was 
basically just water and the sun what, like Oceana? well Oceana was Lemuria uh, that, that was another word for Lemuria where the dolphins and the whales yeah. were in charge yeah that's it um, <laughs> this see who knows that, that there may be some connotation between the two I'm, I've not looked into it but they destroyed this planet the, the pursuers of these archons reptilians whatever you want to call them the pursuers destroyed uh, Tiamat thinking that they were on Tiamat, the, the ocean planet. Like uh, Michael Desarian says, they put a, a beacon on the planet to distract them, to make them think they were on that planet as a decoy. Well, when really they were hiding in the thick jungles and the caves of Earth. And these beings have destroyed Tiamat, thinking that they were going to destroy these beings. But the trouble is... They, the beings being Archons. The, the, yeah, the Archons. Yeah. So they've destroyed this planet and the destruction of the planet has caused absolute chaos in well celestial terms so if you could imagine what effect the moon has on the earth with its tides now imagine what would happen if you destroyed a planet that was close and it was in synchronization with other planets it's going to cause all kinds of upheaval on the planet at this Is time that the big bang that we talk about um i wouldn't really say that it was the big bang because that's the beginning of the universe uh, rather than our solar system this was the destruction of the water planet but this this water planet was known as lucifer that was another name for it because what would happen was when it would come up on the horizon from earth it would look like the sun because it's made of water it would reflect the sun's uh, light and it would be seen as the light bearer the morning star this is what it was called and the stories in the bible talk about the, the morning star coming, falling to earth and being chained to earth for 10,000 years for the judgment. This is the beginning of the story. So once this happened, there was upheaval on the planet, as I said. I should preface also that the, the earth was in a perfect state of harmony. Everything was how it should be. Everything functioned. If you could imagine how your body is when you're born as a child, everything works as it should do. Well, a healthy child everything functions as it should there's no need for any external medication or anything like that it, you just work and that's how humans exi we're not humans th that's how the life fauna on the earth functioned at the time it didn't need to eat food it didn't need to drink water everything was in perfect balance once these beings entered the atmosphere their vibration fundamentally changed everything on earth they brought the vibration down so the beings no longer had connection to their food source so to speak so if we could say to put it into layman's terms like imagine you feed from the sun's energy and then they've blocked the sun out mm. now you have no source of food so you need to find that food source this is when creatures started to eat each other and this is where cannibalism comes from this is where our culture of eating meat comes from is the separation from our true self so They've, they've come to our planet and after this huge upheaval, they've lost a lot of their technology. They're, they're unable... So like, this is the Dracos or the Yeah, the, 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 the Dracos right. have lost all of their technology. They've had this cataclysm happen on Earth and everything that they had, because they were being chased, they didn't really have lab laboratories or anything like that. They just had the knowledge inside of them. And once this cataclysm happened, they lost the very little technology that they had, but they still had it inside. So what they've done is systematically rounded up species of the planet and genetically modified them and done tests to see which ones could serve them the best, which ones could build the cities that they need, which ones could build the monuments that they need. And at the time, they had no idea in, like, where they were in space or time. They, they needed to figure it out. And this, so Michael Tassarian says, is where... The, the wonders of the world come from, like the pyramids, the temples, all of these grand things that we don't understand were built by these beings to try and navigate their way around the stars to figure out where they are. Well, once they figured out where they were, after creating various species and doing all kinds of experiments, they created the first version of humans. And these first version of humans, we know as Lemurians or people of Oceana, it, the, man there's so many names but basically they created this level of consciousness that was connected to the earth because everything that was born of the earth is connected to the web of earth uh, Rupert Sheldrake calls it morphic resonance and everything is connected to it so 
if you've ever before, like, I think everyone's had it, where you look at your phone and suddenly that person you was thinking about messages you, that's, that would be morphic resonance as an example. Like, your mind is in a field, and even though you don't have a conscious awareness of it, there is something in you that is aware. These Archon beings don't have that. They're, they're cut off from the consciousness of their origin planet. Who knows where or they come from? from. Source, yeah, even they say, don't they? yeah. So source, they that that's what they're makes them archons. From, yeah. uh, they they decided they chose to disconnect from source mm. to have this experience. But anyway, they created these species on the planet. We'll call them Lemarians. The only trouble is these Lemarians developed an understanding that they were being used as slaves. Because what they what the Archons didn't realise was by combining the Earth, we would call them, say Cro-Magnum at the time, like Caveman, with their super intelligence, they've created this being that is super intelligent, but also super connected to the Earth, which is heart. Earth is the heart chakra, <laughs> which is undeniably love. And these creatures have realised they're being used for things that they don't agree with low vibrational energies that they don't agree with because it's destroying the planet so they've basically stood up and said we're not doing this anymore we're leaving and the archons couldn't do anything about it because not only do they have their intelligence like the archon intelligence they have this connection to the earth that they have no understanding of so these beings have left atlantis this is where they were created they were created in atlantis these beings created lemuria on the opposite side of the globe and it caused the duality in the world now oh, this has angered okay. the archons unimaginably yeah, the, it's basically the battle between atlantis and oh the yeah so yeah this so okay the divide, isn't okay it? so this caused right. the divide of basically they've created a species that mm. are on par if not more so powerful than themselves this hasn't made them too happy. So they've gone back to the drawing board and said, what did we do wrong? Well, how, how have we created these beings? And they've just completely abandoned us. This is also written in the Bible. Like if you look in the Bible, these, they're, they're, they allude to uh, these beings displeasing them and being, well, <laughs> shunned. And they've created these, this 2.0 version of what they created the first time, only they learnt from their mistakes they realized that they gave them their intelligence and that's where they went wrong. So they've created this 2.0 human that doesn't have a connection to anything above its heart. We still have the heart connection, but we don't have higher intelligence. So we don't understand how we're being manipulated and used for slavery. We're just kept on a level where we're smart enough to work, but not smart enough to ever overthrow the, the people that created us. Well, this went on for, uh, who knows what time it went on for. But the Lemarians soon realised that, that this is what they've done. They've created another 2.0 version of them. And they've said, well, we have a, a connection to heart. And so do these beings. These beings are just as much. They're like us. So we have a duty to go and free these beings. And this is where the story of the Garden of Eden comes in. Wow. And it says the snake entered the garden. Well, the snake was actually the Lemarians. The Lemarians were the, the snake that came in and tempted Eve with the apple. The apple, the, the idea of the apple is the torus. When you look at the shape of a torus, the geometry, the sacred geometry within an apple is a toroid. And that depicts the human energy field. Like from our heart center, it creates a torus field. This is the analogy they were giving. And basically, the beings came into the garden and told them, you're being used as slaves and it's completely up to you if you stay but if you want to come with us and we'll teach you all the things that are missing from your essence which is your divinity come with us and see this goes into another story that i'm gonna delve into but um yeah so between the two there was male and female obviously there's two sexes the males weren't too fussed about this because it, it just didn't really resonate with them. They were like, yeah, well, you know, we're, we're quite happy in the garden. But the women were beside themselves with what these creatures were. Like, these were super intelligent, super attractive. Like, these these were beautiful beings. So, wait, is it the snake with the apple? Yeah, so the, this... the serpent is right. the Lemarian. Right. 
and it's come into the garden. Is but it morphed in or is it just so like? The snake is an analogy. Right. So the serpent, the idea of the serpent comes from Draco. Mm. Draco's are serpent beings and they had serpent DNA. In our brain, we have a mammalian side, which is the right side, and we have a left side, which is known as the R-complex, which R-complex, <laughs> Archon. Yeah. It, it's the side of us. They basically, it, in the Bible, it was called the original sin wow. because basically, from my understanding, there's a galactic, if you want to call it galactic, it's maybe a universal rule that when you reach a certain level of consciousness where you can start to create technology so you can move to other planets, the rule is that you don't interfere. You, you can observe and you can collect as much data as you want, but you don't touch the species. They evolve as they are and they learn as they are. Well, these beings have come here and they completely disrupted our natural process of evolution. They give us intelligence that we never should have had. And this alludes to our destructive behavior in society today, why we just can't figure things out. Because we have, tech, we have an intelligence that we shouldn't have. Basically, we weren't mature enough to have the intelligence. And this was depicted in films like Prometheus, where the God comes and gives us fire. The fire is the archon side of our mind, technology. Only we didn't have the spiritual balance in our right hemisphere, which is what would give us the, the loving connection to technology. Rather than using technology to destroy the planet like we are, we would be using technology to amplify our spiritual development. So they've created, okay, I'll go back. They've come into the garden and as I said, the males weren't too fussed about how they, they were, yeah, you, okay, you're telling us we're slaves, I understand. But the women went for it, they really went for it and they left, like the women, well, some of the men left too apparently, but mainly women. And this is where the hate for women has come from in society what, you know feminists? yeah you know not necessarily feminists <laughs> but you know how the males discriminate against females it's yeah. it, it's a known thing in society that it's it's a man's world so to speak and that yeah. comes because the man the masculine side of the brain is the r complex and that's mm. the most dominant side of our brain so women have been shunned because the original story was they left the garden of eden they, they, they went, left the men and yeah, the men got upset. Yeah, the men and then got they upset. punished us for a lifetime. Yeah, that's, 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 about right. <laughs> that's basically the truth. Well, from my understanding, the women left because they saw... Women are going to be cheering listening <laughs> to this, you know. Yeah, well, you know, I've got the men looking at me like, what the fuck are you doing, man? You're letting the side down. <laughs> no, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro, it wasn't like that. No, so the women left, though. Yeah, the women then, left. Some men left, too. And and these are still the Lemurians we're talking about. Yeah, the so Lemurians came. Hybrid type, but they're still connected to source consciousness. They've still got the understanding and the heart-powered stuff. Yeah, they're basically humans. they're part Draco. Yeah, they're, they're basically what we are now, but with super intelligence. And because they're in alignment with the truth, they are, they are so beautiful. Mm. Like, believe it or not, you get more beautiful the more you align with your divine self. So they've come and taken these um, slaves away, if you want to call them slaves. They're hybrid humans. And this has really angered. I mean, imagine that you created these hybrid <laughs> beings in the first time and they've just completely left you and abandoned your plans. So you create a second species and then the first species come and kidnap the first oh. ones. Well, not even kidnap. They come and persuade <laughs> them to come and live with them. So these are furious now. These are like, man, we've been scorned twice now. So this is where it goes into the War of the Gods. This is actually something that you can look into. Well, this is all something you could look into, but the War of the Gods is something that is... Uh, it's not very understood in today's culture, but you can look into sacred texts and other teachings that will allude to what I'm saying. Basically, the, the Lemurians had created their own technology because, as I said, they have super intelligence as, long as, as well as the Archons. So they've created their, you could say, good technology if we want to put it into a polarization. And the Archons have the bad technology. Well, the Archons have been like, well, this means war. You've, you've stolen our creation. You were our creation. Now you've stolen our second creation. This is, we're going to come for you now. We're going to come. This is war. Oh, shit. And basically, in uh, the Vedas, there's a lot of Indian texts that allude to this, where they talk about the iron weapon that was used to destroy the earth. And this was what caused the second deluge. 
because there was a war between the Lemurians and the Archons. Obviously, they had they both have warlike technology. The Lemurians are defending themselves. The Archons are attacking, and they're using nuclear technology. Like they're using technology way beyond our understanding of what we have now. And this is where the deserts are. Like when you look up, um, there there are plains in Africa that archaeologists have gone there and they've digged down like a certain level and they're like, well, this doesn't make sense. There, there's a layer of glass that spans for miles and miles and miles. And for a long time, maybe even now, they could never understand why why it's there. Why like this is this has um, nuclear like it's radioactive pretty much the only way this could be like this if there was a nuclear explosion on a scale that we just could not imagine and this you can look into archaeology today with wherever this is in the world it's africa somewhere i have to maybe look it up and let you know even more but um it was from the retaliation of the archons the archons have basically unleashed this weapon that has basically blown away our atmosphere like they 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 were completely unaware of how powerful this weapon was according to michael tesarian they had no idea that this was going to happen but they've dropped this weapon or whatever it was they've used this weapon and it's destroyed such a large part of the earth that it blew the atmosphere away oh. so it, it maybe i'll put it in this way it's it's evaporated our atmosphere. Like the intensity of the heat from the weapon was so strong that it evaporated our atmosphere away. Now, previously, they had destroyed a planet. Not they, but their pursuers had destroyed a planet all around the Earth. And actually, you can look today, when you look at the planets, there's um, asteroid belts at certain points. This is remnants of Tiamat. So when this atmosphere blew away, when you create a void, nature abhors a vacuum. So it's drawn in anything around it to try and create another atmosphere, which has caused the second deluge. And this is written in the Bible. Now this is where, this is more written about actually. This is where the atmosphere was blown away. It's pulled in all of the moisture. So Tiamat would have been just ice floating around the outside of the Earth. It's pulled it into its orbit, it's stabilised, it's turned to ice. This has drawn all that back in, and this is where mountains and stuff come from, because these giant rocks from Tiamat have come hurtling into Earth, landed, and this is why when you look at mountains sometimes, they're at a funny angle. Like, the mountain kind of protrudes out at like a 45 degree angle, and I've, I've been to like... Uh, Malaysia for example waterfalls where I'm looking at the waterfall and I think how is that waterfall protruding at a funny angle but the water's coming down at a 90 degree angle and yeah that that kind of explains to me what it was these giant pieces of Tiamat have come hurtling back to earth caused such disruption again and, and this is this alludes to why we're not completely in slavery now because it leveled the playing fields the Lemurians lost their technology and the Archons lost their technology and ever since this like the the age we live in today is basically the archons trying to find their technology and recreate what they had before only they don't have any real way of finding all the technology they created before so they've literally started it from scratch which is why it's taken them so many thousands of years to get oh an apple appeared in the 70s yeah is so, that why <laughs> yeah so it's universities taken that long. <laughs> universities and colleges things like that the original the original plan for them was to basically get the smartest people of the earth to work for them in colleges universities i see where this is going <laughs> yeah and a college is a collage of information and a university is a universe city it's basically collating all the information from the universe so that they can use it for their agenda. I mean, you can look into uh, John Dee. John Dee was a, mag a magician back in the day for the Queen, like long back. I'm not sure which Queen it was. I'm thinking it's Mary. Bloody Mary, I think, maybe. I could be wrong. But if you watch the Michael Tassarian videos, he'll, he'll explain everything. But basically, she, she had a magician that would channel to these, they call them macro beings. Now, I didn't understand this very much, but in, in our human life, we have microbes. So they're things that we can't see that are smaller than our awareness. And when you get a microscope, you can see that actually what's on our skin, there's like whole communities and basically universes laying on us that we're completely unaware of. 
Well, when you go above, so a microbe is smaller than we can see, a macrobe would be something larger than we can see. So it's a consciousness. Imagine that we're the microbe mm. and there's something that it's aware of us. It has a higher level of consciousness than us, mm. but it doesn't interact with us. It's the same way as we don't interact with ants. Our level of consciousness is completely different. And in the same way, this level of consciousness doesn't give a, a crap about humans. In the same way, humans don't really give a crap about ants. Like if we're mm. going to build a motorway and there's an anthill, we're just going to build over the anthill and we don't see it as, oh, we're evil because we've done that. It's just a matter of course. That's just what we did. And like, oh, yeah, well, you know, there's millions of ants. That's just how it is. That's how this consciousness sees us. So when John D has done his magic rituals and appealed to this, this being that is much greater than ourselves, it has a, a consciousness that we couldn't even imagine. This being has said, well, you're going to need more than one person because the information that's coming through is... It, it's going to fry your brain. It, there's too much. So this is where they've created colleges and universities. At the highest levels of these places, it was actually witchcraft. And they're using channelings, sacrifices, basically any means to communicate with this so-called macrobe to get information to how they can get off of this planet. Because I forgot to preface this, but the beings that came and destroyed Tiamat also put a stargate this is what michael Desarian calls it he calls it a stargate around the planet and these beings can't leave the planet they've they've tried like once they got their technology back from uh us basically creating humans and we created technology they've discovered how to create these flying machines that we still don't know of today that use anti-gravity well they were crashing into this barrier and coming plummeting back to earth and they couldn't understand, well, what's all this about? And the macrobe has told them, you've got a force field around your planet. And there's no way you can leave with your understanding of the universe now. So is this like the globe that's seen, like the, the glass ceiling in yeah, the Simpsons this... movie? Yeah. They predict it and they show us and he drives around it. And yeah. that's what a lot of the spiritual people talk about, isn't that's it? That's exactly the analogy for it. And they send nuclear bombs up and yeah, they can't get up yeah and... they've sent so many things up there to try and break this glass ceiling but they just can't do it it's, it's a technology that's so far beyond their understanding so who's done the glass ceiling then um who created it yeah these beings that were pursuing them ah yeah the darkness yeah well maybe not even the darkness we don't know who was pursuing we don't know if they were good or bad i mean good and bad is just a, a polarized understanding good implies mm. bad because so, I'm starting to feel for the Dracos now because they can't leave. They came, they crash landed here, but then this Michael Desarian, he could be a Draco, yeah. and he could be saying this story and then feeding this information to us in a way that is playing the violins. And I'm now feeling empathy yeah. for these beings because they can't leave Earth and they're stranded here. So they've enslaved humanity and done all the bad stuff they've done. But what if he's feeding another narrative? So there's just so many layers yeah, to this. Yeah, like honestly, there's infinite <laughs> understandings. I mean, from my understanding is if you have this information, it's got to have come from somewhere. And chances are it's not coming from somewhere that's positive because mm. I, it's, I just find that people that share this information usually have an agenda. But, I mean... This is the best we can roll with. Right, so what's your agenda? <laughs> <laughs> My agenda is to take over the world. <laughs> okay, Pinky. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so where were we? Well, we were talking about this glass ceiling, and then, as I said earlier, the JCK was talking about how um, it's something to do with the Vatican and the ley lines, and they use certain points of Earth, so, like, you know, the certain pinnacle points, so the pyramids and the different structures yeah, Glastonbury. and they do all their sacrifices in certain areas to try and the reason why they're doing this is they're going to try and leave here they're trying to leave this earth mm -hmm. they're trying to leave this dimension and jck channeled that yeah like the white hats have made holes and they're we're able to escape now that is that do you think do you See, resonate with that i i don't particularly resonate with that because it we are them so the, the trouble but they're disconnected from source this is the thing so we, we were created by them so technically we are half of them it's like they are 
our dad, so to speak. A lot of people aren't going to like no, this. No, a lot of people are not going to like this. <laughs> this is my, this might trigger hey dad, a few people. My stepdad's Draco. <laughs> yeah, like technically oh. the human race, it's dad, uh, well, it's dad is Draco or reptilian. Like that's where the R complex the comes from. What about people that are saying that we're star seeds and we've come here to volunteer to earth yeah this know? is like, true that's what that's... about those are we then we're not draco we're fresh souls come in and no see the body you're talking about the yeah DNA, the, the, the physical vessel body. yeah the carbon vessel the the physical body has two halves it has the light half and it has the dark half what you're talking about this 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 spirit so to speak that comes down as a star seed to try and raise the vibration of the earth the soul yeah the soul that's something that is fundamentally part of the human and that's individual yeah that's, that's individual as a blueprint you you would say that that's like uh say when we drive a car for example the car could be manufactured by something evil but it's made from parts of the earth so you could say that's the duality and when you get in there it's your consciousness that steers the vehicle mm. regardless of where it's made or what it's made yeah. from your consciousness directs that your vehicle intent behind yeah it. and your intent behind it will drive that so despite the fact that me and you actually have reptilian dna like in that's our something carbon bodies yeah, not our, our light bodies yeah but our light bodies like in in spirit we're all basically the same thing there is source. no division we're all source mm. energy even archons oh. are that but they're disconnected from the understanding of that so mm. it's like imagine we come in here and we have some kind of unconscious awareness of our divinity these archons have absolutely no clue that they're connected to what people call God or source. So that's why they act so terribly, because they don't feel like they're connected to anything. Fine. So it's almost like they're disconnected from source. But... Yeah, so they're disconnected from source, but they have no idea. An analogy would be how reckless people behave. It's They have absolutely no care in the world for what other people feel or think. They just do things... It's, it's an impulse. Uh, I can, so is that the Draco part of the body? Yeah, basically. Like that, As I said, it's the, it's the dominant part of our mind. It, it's the most evolved part of ourself. So we rely on it so much, but we don't really have a balancing point for it. It kind of dovetails into this um, video that I watched. It was years ago now when I originally watched it, but um, I, I, it popped into my head the other day and I was like, oh my God, that, that actually proves the thing that i've been thinking for a long time and this is that this version that is trying to overtake everything is non-existent and non-existent in the way that purple doesn't exist what hang on hang on hang on purple doesn't exist that's quite a bold statement right there yeah Explain. it is very bold like when i when i watched it i was like what what, what are you trying to say like <laughs> i could see purple but purple doesn't actually exist in the rainbow purple is the combination of red and blue and let me just first preface this again by saying that in physics colors don't mix like a blue photon will always be a, be a blue photon even if it hits a green photon it can't change Colour changing or colour blending is something that's very biological and it only happens because of the cone cells in our eyes. We have red, blue and green or red, green and blue cone cells in our eyes. And when we see something that is, say for example, green, green cones will fire. But when we see something that's red, red cones will fire and so on. But when you see a colour like orange, uh, we'll say yellow for example, you're like that we don't have cones for that so this is where kind of part of this cell will fire in the red and then kind of part of this cell will fire in uh blue for example i'm not quite sure about the color mixtures but basically if you look up the color index it's that um when you see purple your mind is basically you're seeing red and blue but when you combine red and blue the midpoint of that would be green like in the middle of the scale you would see green but if there isn't a green your eyes won't the cone in your eye won't fire and you won't see green so you'll see purple it's like your your mind literally it's a trick of the mind basically. yeah your mind literally There's makes no science up science behind it but it is a trick of the mind i think there is science behind it like you could look into neurology and understand mm. what's actually happening but basically what the cones in your eyes are doing is they don't have sensors for that so that when when red and blue combine your mind creates purple it bridges the gap and 
I'm not quite sure how it works, but when it's, there's a video from the Royal Institute, if you go on YouTube and type in purple doesn't exist, you'll watch the video that explains it way better than oh, I'm explaining it. But what's that got to do with the Dracos? So with the Dracos, what it's basically saying is purple, the, the frequency for purple, when you look at uh, purple, when HTML code, for example, the code is 666. Which is very interesting because if purple doesn't exist, we can correlate purple to ego, which mm. is the false sense of self, which in the absence of your heart, which is green, and your willpower, heart chakra is green, heart yeah. chakra is green yeah. and your solar plexus is yellow. Yeah. In the absence of yellow and green, you see purple. Wow. And this is the false sense of self. It's, wow. it, it's what happens when... You don't have love in your heart and you don't have a sense of grounding in who you are. You create this other version of yourself. It's like you, your chakras go from red all the way up to purple. I mean, white being the highest color, but white is a combination of all colors. So when you take away the green and the yellow, what's left? Well, that's the red and the blue. And when you combine red and blue, it creates purple. This is the false self. This is the ego. Mm. But if you have a full spectrum of color inside of you, you have, so we'll start from red, then it goes to yellow, then orange, then green, then blue, then it goes purple, which again is the mind. The mind mm. is something that's completely made up. Like when you're thinking, those words don't actually exist in physical reality, it's just your imagination. So again, it doesn't actually exist, which correlates to purple. And then you have white, which is your crown chakra, which is your divinity, which is every color put together. When you put all colors together, when you put red, green and blue together, it makes white. And yeah, this is basically what I realized is that people without connection to their heart chakra or connection to their their willpower create this alternate self and this is what in my eyes is maybe not wrong with the world but is a problem with the world that we we lack the core values of ourself like either because we've been taught that it's not good enough or that's like weakness is kindness kind of thing mm. or kindness is weakness but if we've gone full circle right so we've gone from the dracos coming to earth the being an absolute paradise the frequencies being amazing and lovely and they've messed up the frequencies you talk about color and color has a frequency colors had notes every color has a certain pitch as well so if we're talking about now where we are in life and where we are in this moment on this earth in this dimension and why we're talking about this stuff right now and it's crazy because all day today i've been studying colors and notes and the colors attached to each frequency and the purples so i my mind is currently blown but <laughs> the, re the thing i'm getting to is if that's what caused the pain and the destruction of this beautiful Eden earth. And we actually are now, we've got to the collective consciousness, haven't we? The people that are awake of, we want this new earth, the mm. new earth being really the old paradise that we used to have before they crash landed. Yeah. So the antidote for that, my, I'm getting to it now, is the antidote for that is the frequencies mm. and the, the sound frequency and the healing is so, intensely powerful when i i mean i've done sound healing on you before haven't <laughs> yeah, you I? Have. We've, we've done a lot of, of like can i be can you be my guinea pig and <laughs> use the energies of reiki and the the sound and the chakras the antidote is the frequencies because they are so powerful the science behind them blows my brain every time mm -hmm. but not only that using it on a person an individual mm -hmm. and seeing how i can feel their energy raise i can feel the vibration raise bringing them back to who they are bringing them back to self i mean this one i'm just going to do a 639 hertz which is heart, heart it's chakra. green it's the <laughs> color green and it's the heart chakra and it's just beautiful like Just listening to that. Yeah, it's like you instantly feel a resonance in your heart. <laughs> That's 
the antidote, yeah, surely. Yeah, that is the antidote. To get rid of the Dracos and help them go wherever they but need to go back to. This like, isn't even just about the Dracos. This is about our own demons because we create our own demons too. Mm-hmm. And it is in the absence of our love and in the absence of our will. So a perfect example would be, for example, when you're walking into a shop and now because of this whole coronavirus thing, you're forced to wear a mask. That is an attack on your willpower. It's making you submissive. And I can understand that there are people out there that are going to counter my argument and say that you should do it because of this and this and this. Despite the fact that it says on the, the mask boxes that it doesn't prevent the spread of viral disease. And despite the fact it's not even a bloody virus, yeah. it's a blood poisoning. But that is for another show. Yeah, that's another show. <laughs> it, it takes away your willpower. And once you've had your willpower taken away, you're you're susceptible to heart damage because you don't have... Imagine your solar plexus like that warrior that protects your heart. Your heart is the feminine. Imagine that your solar plexus is the man and your heart is the woman. The man is the warrior, the protector. And then your heart is the one that gives understanding and meaning to everything else that's inside of you. If you take away that protector and the warrior, it leaves your heart vulnerable to attack. And this is what's going on in the world today. Our heart's being attacked. We're being taken away from our family. We're being locked in our houses. No hugs. No hugs, no human contact. And that is a direct attack on the heart. Mm. If you take away, as I said, yellow and green, Mm. the only thing that's left is red and blue. When harmony is our natural state. There is no purple. (laughs) that's it there is no purple but your mind will create purple and that is the ego and that is where everybody is navigating their lives with at the moment everybody interacts through this false sense of self this idea that you have to impress someone or you have to be better than someone or you have to have more than someone or you have to do a podcast and be someone all that (laughs) <laughs> or you just chat shit like we do and hope someone resonates with it. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> There's no ego here. Yeah. Leave where you go at the door. Just have some fun. Yes, that's it. Just have fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> but, so let's bring it back to the Dracos then, because this is like, blown my brain. But if we bring it back to the current day situation, so if these... So you going back to when these bloodline, the purebred bloodlines, right, are pure draconians. Mm-hmm. So they are 100%... And then they've created humans, so like the Rothschilds, the, the monarchy. Right, so the Rothschilds and the monarchy, I, I forgot to mention this part, but with the the Lemurians, this was the mammals. They created them from mammals. What, like ape and Yeah, alien. apes, basically things that have connection to love. For example, if you try and take an ape's babies, it will rip you limb from limb and it wouldn't think twice about it. That's the love that comes from the heart. Whereas if you take a reptile's children, it's, well, I'm not sure about its attitude, but when you take a reptile's young, it doesn't really care. It will just breed more. It doesn't have a connection to its young. Sometimes it eats its young. So that shows you the, the dichotomy that is created in our minds. And that was the original sin because they created beings that were always gonna be at odds with themselves. This is why we fight with ourselves so much. You know, like for example, you do something that you wanna do, I don't know, maybe, uh, take drugs. People are urged to take drugs, and they say they they have this inner voice that's like, no, you shouldn't take drugs. Drugs are bad for you. That's that's the caring side saying you should love yourself. Don't do this. We can find better ways. But then there's the R complex mind that says, no, you should take the drug. This is exactly what we need. We need mm. filling up from external sources. We need more. And yeah, it, it puts us in this conflict with ourselves constantly. Even with silly things like, shall I go out today? For me, it's a thing all the time. Like, where shall I go? Shall I go here or shall I go here? And it's trivial, but it's something that's inherently part of us. And yeah, that was the original sin. And this is where yoga and meditation comes in because you're harmonizing your two halves. It's realizing that one does imply the other. Like, good implies bad. So, for example, if I go to a cash point and get out 200 pounds and then I lose it, Literally, as I, I'm not paying attention, I go to put it in my bag and I drop it. People are like, oh, that's terrible. You must feel terrible. But there's always the other side where the guy that just found it has just made 200 pound. Mm. So you can never have a bad thing without a good thing. Mm. It's just purely your perspective on the matter. And when you harmonize those two aspects is when you become complete. And that's where the heart sits. The heart's the understanding that one implies the other. Self implies other. Good implies bad. Dark implies light. There, You can't take a side and if you do you're only going to waste your time because 
you need the other side to understand who you are. Mm. It's like when you've got a a bunch of so-called good people that sit around the dinner table and they talk about, oh, well, you know, those those nasty people over there, those those ones that do wrong, those ones that don't resonate with us in the sense of maybe, I don't know, as I just said, for example, let's say that we're Christians and we're against drugs and there's a bunch of drug users in a house over the street. Well, those Christians need those drug addicts to be good people, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Like, in order for the Christian to be Make the good person, they need those bad people over there to contrast themselves with. Without the bad people, they can't be good people. Yeah. And once we realise this, I think we can move forwards with our lives, in, in not just in individual life, but society. Embrace both. It's yeah. about embracing both, isn't it? Yeah. The darkness. And so many of the truthers are out there sharing this at the minute as well. You know, this awakening and this this understanding is not just about doing breath work and yoga and having a Reiki session and eating vegan. It's about going into the depths of the darkness and understanding the polarities of both because it is a part of all of us mm. both sides the carb the the yin and the, the yang is a part of everyone isn't it yeah and but yeah as long as you're tipping more into the balance of the gratitude and the heart and the good stuff and the high frequencies you're going to have a better life and a better ascension mm. in the long term yeah i mean i see it as there is no wrong as much as we can perceive right and wrong every choice that you make I think the universe goes with it and if it's something you could say oh well you're just going to end up with a hard lesson there then that's that's your lesson like (laughs) you can't avoid it it's like if you try to avoid it you're just going to get a bigger lesson down the road because the point is to learn the lesson not to avoid it but I think society is we we don't want those pitfalls we don't want those hard lessons we just want love and light all the time Mm. and everything to be wonderful but it can only be wonderful once we embrace the negative. Yeah. Like once we confront the fact that yeah, I'm a bit of a shithead sometimes. I can, mm. I mean, for example, when I'm hungry, I am the devil. <laughs> Do you get hangry? I get hangry. Not even hangry. It's like devilish. Oh no! It's like you don't want to know me. Your blood sugars are low. Yeah. Do you need some fruit? <laughs> oh man, I need more than fruit when I'm in that mood. <laughs> but we we can all be the devil and we can all be the angel. Mm. But the trick is to stand outside of those two archetypes stand outside of the angel stand outside of the devil and realize they're both necessary mm. because it's like you've got to zoom out haven't you? you've got to zoom out for from your situation and take yourself outside of it at some point i mean even just having this conversation with you i'm like you know i'm put from really wanting to understand like last year going so deep down the rabbit hole of wanting to know so bad why did the dracos do this paedophilia i had to know why Mm -hmm. i went so deep down the rabbit hole i was out the other side and my i was disgusted and i was like and i'm quite a a chill peaceful person naturally i'm really serene and calm i've had such a blessed upbringing i've never had any darkness like that in my life so for me to go into that was pretty insane but I needed to understand it. Mm. I needed to get in the head of why are they doing that? Why are they making that happen? What is this? Mm-hmm. And I had family members say to me, "Oh, you've, oh, we're gonna have to, you know, lock you up. You, <laughs> you're too." And my, and even my father was like, "You've gone too far to the darkness, love. This is not good. I'm worried about you. I'm worried for your health." I'm like, honestly, Dad, it's fine. I am in such a neutral point, but I had to understand that to zoom out and go. Oh, okay. So, and the, there's reasons why they're doing it now, and I'm seeing now with today's conversation that the Dracos, it's not all just bad. It's not all just. You did you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's only in darkness that you can see light. Without the darkness, you can't see the stars. Always. And yeah, I think maybe that's the best way to put it. Is without the darkness, you can't see the light, and without the light, you can't see the darkness. We focus a lot on healing and things that raise our frequency but i through psychedelic experiences i've realized that it's when you go into that thing that you fear that you find the light it's like when that giant tsunami wave comes for you don't run away from it dive into it because that's the safest thing to do like the waves coming for you for a reason and it's not to kill you it's to awaken you to a the next step in your path definitely and interestingly, the dark to light, 
Do you know what my favourite movie was as a kid? What's that? Do you, do you ever see Legend? Legend. From the 80s with Tom Cruise, Mia Sara, and it was Tim Curry as the devil. And he plays the darkness. No, I've never and seen it. And if you've ever seen that big devil costume with the horns... Oh, it's absolutely phenomenal piece of filmmaking. Like I have to watch the original it. soundtrack will blow your brain. And I watched that on VHS so many times and Supergirl that I actually <laughs> broke the tape. Oh, and man. I think at that age I was like needing to know and needing to see the polarity of the darkness and the light. Mm. And at the end of the movie, the darkness you know loses and he goes off into space and the unicorns win yeah. and the pixies and the fairies and the light wins mm -hmm. and then the sun comes up and. The, the, the song at the end <laughs> is something about after the sun. It's just like, yes, that that's what we're going through right now in this reality, in this current time. Yeah. And every single human being is going through that. Yeah. But it's just about, you were saying something about this collective consciousness. If we can all get to the same co collective consciousness, we'd be back to that utopia. Oh, so if we could harmonise with collective consciousness it's it's understanding that we are all connected like there's it's not that we have to try to be connected it's quiet in the mind enough to realize that we are all connected and maybe it's not even just in meditation it it's in simple things like just observing your reality how how much you are part of reality so for example if you was to stand in a nature reserve or somewhere just away from traffic and human created noise draco created draco created <laughs> noise sorry so if you're in a forest or something you'll notice when you're walking the birds are all talking to them to to everything like everything is communicating like the birds are telling the animals on the floor that you're coming and mm. then when you sit in silence just under a tree you become part of the environment. The animals understand that you become part of it. You're not here to hurt them. You're one with them. And then you'll start to notice that the birds are communicating to you and telling you, watch out, there's a fox coming or watch out, there's this or just saying, like, yeah, like, happy to be here, you know? That's what birds are singing. And, yeah, maybe just spend time in nature. That's the most important thing because everything is frequency. We are frequency. Our thoughts are frequency. And when we tune ourselves into our iPads, our iPhones or any technology, we're resonating with the AI. We're resonating with an artificial or synthetic vibration. Whereas when we go and sit under a tree, you're harmonizing with the earth where, where you came from, basically. And Rupert Sheldrake talks about morphic resonance. He actually does a big study on it and he basically created the term. And it's the idea that we're all part of this web of consciousness. It's not, it doesn't have an identity. It's more like an ocean. Like every, every, every fish, everything that lives in the ocean is one with the ocean. And it's exactly the same with human beings. We are all one in the atmosphere. Like the gas that connects us is the same as the ocean that connects the fish. And if you can get with that, you can realize that you're not just this thing that's just been cast out of heaven and now you've got to climb your ladder back up to heaven and it's not like that. It's You chose to be here. Every lesson that you have is soul contracted, if you want to say that. Like It's your karma. You created it to be here. And because we forget about it, it we can fall into victim mentality and say, oh, this is just, oh, you know, I'm just... It's happening to uh, me. It's happening oh, to wow. me, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm the victim. Yeah. When really, it, you are it. You're we creating it. We signed up for this shit, right? Yeah. Fucking deal with it. <laughs> but going back to the soul contract thing, right? So, because I want to talk about the moon mm -hmm. and how... Because there's, a, there's a, a story going around about with the truth is that we are recycled souls. So as a soul, we, we do. We have a soul contract. I wholly believe that. Yeah, I do. I sat with my guides before coming into this body. Mm -hmm. and I was like, I want to experience this. I want to experience this. I want to be in this family. I want this class, this no money. <laughs> I want this experience. I want to have this body. You know, all of these things I, I wholly accept now. And I am in total, you know, admittance. I signed up for this. Mm -hmm. I I get it. It's all happening for me, and I'm eternally grateful. However, they talk about because I've had lots of akashic reads where 
they're going to past lives and I've been the slave in Lemuria, I've been on the boat, I've been this intelligence but I've been starved, I've had all of these past lives mm -hmm. that I remember and it triggers a memory yeah. but they say that what the Dracos did is they would recycle the souls mm -hmm. and then we'd try and go back to our star system or wherever we are dimension and then we'd go round the moon the dark side of the moon as mm -hmm. Pink Floyd says about it yeah. and then they'd push us back down to earth again to feed on us again mm -hmm. so is that to power up the battery so that they can try and leave earth or is that just because they're evil because there was always that sense that oh it's just they're evil so they're recycling us see my understanding is that they are recycling us and they're using us Have like been. batteries yeah. yeah so as a human we emit such a, a powerful energy that it can be harvested and used our emotion of fear is one of the most beneficial energies they could ever use and um, my understanding is that we have incarnations and this isn't something that is separate from the creator's will i think that there's so many layers to this story and we're only able to comprehend a certain amount of it <laughs> and when you get past like the soul level it's like it's so so beyond our understanding i'm it's, not at mastery just yet, yeah we're, no. we're, we're not going to get there as human no. minds to understand that but from here we can say oh we're being recycled in this earth and we just have these painful incarnations where we do this this and this and we suffer and it is true but this is something we ask for. This is something as a spirit, it's our spiritual evolution. We need to go through the darkness to find the light. Mm. A Buddhist saying is there is no lotus without the mud. Mm. And we have to go through the mud to reach that perfect flowering into the light. The lotus. Yeah. So, yeah, you are right. I do see it as we do get recycled and it could be perceived as this negative, scary process that we don't have any saying but from the highest perspective where we really are like the not even the highest the, the deepest part of ourself wanted this we created the archons and all these dark entities yes. to be the opposition for yes. us there, there's nothing outside of yourself yes everything is you yes. it's all you and I, I love that i love that because then you're not in victim mentality anymore then we're not in oh what a horrible earth this is i mean that is that's like explaining different levels of awakening isn't it yeah. different stages of people's ascension first you have to go through the pizza gate then you have to yeah. go through the pedo stuff then you have to go really dark into the aliens yeah then you come out the other side then you go oh actually and it's that this level now of, of almost like you say neutrality mm -hmm. that we're like yeah well we because people go why source god wouldn't allow this well yeah no it did because we allowed it <laughs> yeah and that's what we we're wanted we're here now going okay Cool. So the Dracos are here. We're here. They created us. We're still source energy. Great. You know, we're we're more powerful than them. And what? We're sovereign beings. Yeah. Amazing. We're, like it's quite comical. Yeah. At this point, we're like <laughs> we are like kings and queens of bliss, asking for misery. <laughs> That's ultimately where it it boils down oh, to. Is no. that like our our we'll say original state yeah. is so pure and perfect that you're like. Well, this is great being here, but yeah. wouldn't it be great if we could create another reality where we could experience things that don't exist in this reality, <laughs> which is pain. suffering, yeah. yeah, pain and suffering, oh, because dear. it's really the 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 joke, like the the grand joke on the human or any being is that we think we're going through all this suffering and all this pain, and then we get to the end of it and realize, actually, you're perfect. You are in perfection yeah. perfect yeah. bliss and that experience you just had was actually an yeah. inverted idea of pleasure yeah. because our ideas of pleasure aren't really what we think they are yeah. it's like you can't experience pleasure without pain yeah. you need the experience to contrast yeah. it otherwise you would never know <laughs> yeah i mean if you've never experienced pain how do you know what something feels good i mean you could say oh well that's just something that happens in your brain like you get releases of dopamine and serotonin and it makes it feel good but you only know that on the contrast of like cortisol and stress hormones so it's like there's always the balance to know absolutely what it is so yeah i mean well, earlier we were talking about the the hive consciousness and the hive mindset mm -hmm. and then recently all the flat earthers are, are turning to earth is not flat now it's not a globe it's not flat now now it's a hive it's like a beehive with wormholes <laughs> yeah so i'm like well actually that makes sense with the hive consciousness of the draconian so 
do you think they would have had the technology to turn planet Earth into a, a beehive, a wormhole, a, a dimensional planet, or is planet Earth just multi-dimensional? I think both of those things are what right. What do you think? I think that the whole idea that the Earth isn't a globe is a half-truth. It's My personal belief is that the Earth is hollow and that there is an inside Earth and that inside the Earth there are... I'm not sure whether it's a higher level of consciousness or a low le lower level of consciousness, I'm not sure. But I think there is some sort of level of consciousness in the Earth that exceeds our understanding of the universe. Admiral Byrd talks about it, his flights over the North Pole, and some people say it was just a conspiracy where he was saying that he was taken in and he was unable to control his uh, aeroplane. He just got almost captured by a force field and guided in and these beings were there waiting for him and they basically said like if you give up your nuclear weapons and your warlike mentalities then we can get along and we can give you technology that you couldn't even dream of and he's gone back and told the generals and stuff like that and they've said no way there's no way we're going to give up our, our bread and butter for this like what no it's not going to happen so they've basically been shunned from that kingdom and they've said look you come back here there's going to be a problem and this is where the Geneva Treaty came from, where all the continents signed a bill saying that they would never go to Antarctica in a certain mm. place. I, I think that holds more mm. weight than these people saying that the Earth's flat. And then when you actually do the measurements that mm. they, they say will determine it, it actually doesn't work out. And they say, oh, well, that's just because we've got it wrong. Mm. It's like, yeah, you've got it wrong because the Earth isn't flat. It's a wormhole. It's a donut. Who knows what the Earth is it's really? I do believe that there are what you would say is wormholes in the planet mm. and that we can like enter them and go to other places like i honestly think the earth is so far beyond our understanding of what it is like mm. if we were explained i don't think we'd understand it no. but what was the other thing you was asking so let's wrap it up then with the dracos mm -hmm. so if the dracos are because you mentioned about the, the jab and you said it's not because people are going, oh, it's experimental. And you're like, hang on a minute. They're like DNA masters. Yeah, so <laughs> from my understanding, these uh, Dracos, reptilians, whatever you want to call them, they're master geneticists. They basically created the human race as we know it today. And they, they're not really going to mess around doing experiments, so to speak. I mean, don't get me wrong, they obviously are doing experiments. But this vaccine, I think, has been a plan from the beginning it's not something that oh well you know this is just what the the earth has played out to us this has been their plan the whole time but what's the purpose if they're trying to escape as well so they the idea is to corrupt our dna like humans have no idea the power that's inside their dna we just don't understand it i mean i don't understand it i mean i'm sure there are some people that do yeah, I think they've basically figured out that inside of our DNA, there's a, a code that we move into and awaken into as part of our life here. And if they can somehow manipulate that code, disrupt it. yeah, disrupt the frequency of that code, they can basically take control of our destinies. And it and sounds a little us. bit, yeah, yeah, and enslave us. That's basically the end goal is to enslave humanity. And but a they've lot, done that forever, so why mm, carry on? I don't think they have, though. I, I feel like they've been trying to do it. Like mm. this, when you think about it, if they really had enslaved humanity, we would all be in chains by now. And they haven't. They they don't have the power to take over us, but they keep trying to mm. with these draconian measures where they're like, oh, you know, the totalitarian tiptoe where it's like, we'll just take a little bit more from mm. you and then a hope, we're, we're just going to hope that you don't notice that we're taking more and more of your freedoms. This is something that's been happening for centuries and it's kind of like a push and pull between the government, well I don't want to call it the government because it's not really the government, it's no. the, the shadow forces against the forces of humanity. It's, it's something that they're trying to take from us. It's, they can't take it outright. It's not something they can steal from because us. Because of free will. <laughs> yeah, because of free will. We have to and give the power. them. Yeah, we have to give them our willpower and this is what we're doing by handing ourselves to the vaccine it's like we have no idea what it does to our dna and with all the adverse reactions that have been going on we can know it's not a good thing mm. like when you think about the the survival rate of this virus that doesn't really exist in my understanding it's 98 percent 
how are you ever going to know the eff- like the efficacy or the effectiveness of this vaccine when it's 98%? What would the improvement be? 99%? It, it, it's, it's negligible. So it clearly isn't for this virus. It clearly is for some ulterior motive that we just don't see. So the answer to this and the antidote is... Because a thought came to my head when you were talking about that. The movie Labyrinth, where she stands there and she says... You have no power over me. Like, we have got to all rise up. We've all got to say no to this DNA, mRNA changing, whatever control they want to do next. And we've got to stand up and realise how powerful you listening, you are, (laughs) I am, we friggin' are, that they cannot take away from us our free will they can't take away our freedoms they can't take away they can take away our freedoms of speech they can shut this down but i will keep going like we just create another one just do another one we're relentless yeah we're worse than the ants because we have more power and more connection to source and interestingly i was listening to a, a sasha stone and david avocado wolf speech mm-hmm. um it was i think it was a podcast last october and they spoke about I think it was Sasha that saw it in South Africa. A draconian was literally in his apartment. Mm -hmm. Like, he saw it full on, looking like a a dinosaur, like big razor-sharp teeth, spikes on his back, massive (laughs) swishing tail, and it looked him in the eye. And in that moment, he knew it wanted to kill him. He Mm -hmm. knew it was, he was gone. He was dead. And if he tried to squeeze past him, he was, he was done for. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, he had like an epiphany and he was like, I am more fucking powerful than you are. Who the hell are you? And just having that thought and that power, the Draco completely disintegrated. Mm -hmm. The imagery disappeared. Like whether he was on drugs or whatever it was, it went. Yeah. And it's like there was no fear and there was that understanding of I'm more powerful than you and that is how we beat them. Yeah. That is how we do this, by standing in our power yeah, and knowing it. that. And this relates to the uh, colour frequency thing as well. When he stood there in his power, that was his solar plexus and then his solar plexus gave way to the energy of the heart. And as I said before, yellow and green destroy purple purple cannot exist in the presence of green and yellow and draco is a purple because the color purple doesn't exist yeah six 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 (laughs) so that's just a perfect wrap up (laughs) to today's discussion thank you so much for coming in the hot pod today you're welcome it's really cool to hear your insight and i feel really differently about the dracos now i really do and i i've less fear less anger less like victim towards this stuff Mm. and more of a neutrality so i hope anyone listening as well will get to where i'm at with this yeah nobody is a victim unless you choose to be yeah very good so until the next time we'll go deeper into the the liberia and the oceana and i want to talk more about the dolphins yeah yeah i'm interested in that too (laughs)